Patriots, freedom fighters throughout Saskatchewan, across the country, and around the world. Uh, do me a favor, share this out like always. Um, still in Facebook jail. Um, I got another 10 days to go. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, which isn't ideal because, of course, this morning. Scott Moe, the Premier of Saskatchewan, leader of the Saskatchewan Party, decided to call the by-election in Saskatoon, Miwasan, which threw a huge wrench into my plans, and to not only my plans, but the plans of a lot of other people. And uh, so my day has been spent scrambling because, of course, we anticipated as a party, the Buffalo Party, um, and of course, as a campaign, putting a campaign team together, we sort of anticipated or were with the understanding uh, wrongly that <clears throat> the Legislative Assembly had to be sitting in order for the writ to drop. Uh, that information was incorrect. So it took us by a bit of a surprise. We didn't realize. We thought, that, okay, they're, they're not sitting till the third week of October, that being the case. Uh, we'll probably be looking at a November campaign with the early December election. And that all got thrown out the window this morning with the announcement that uh, they're going ahead with the election starting today. <laughs> So not even a month to campaign. Uh, of course, this puts all of the challengers um, to the ruling party 
a bit on our heels because, you know, nobody was anticipating it being called this quick. So because that happened, of course, we had to, I had to pull out of the tour that we were planning from September 7th to the 27th, which coincidentally enough is exactly when this campaign has been called. Um, and that really sucks. And my apologies to everyone who's worked hard at putting this together, especially the folks over in Sundry for the Red Deer one, which is actually going to be at Spruce Review. Uh, they worked very hard putting up flyers and promoting this event. And, uh, you know, very disappointing. And not only them, but uh, a number of others that have been working hard putting this together, Laura Lynn, uh, myself, and and Sean Taylor. Um, but what are you going to do? I, I committed to, to running this election. I committed to the Buffalo Party. And it is, it has to be priority in in all of this. Uh, as, as important as our town hall events are, um, you know, we, we, uh, we got it. I got to do this. I, I'm, I'm fully committed and it is a great mechanism, uh, to get in the message out. Uh, for instance, I was interviewed twice today by mainstream media who usually shy away from interviewing me. Um, I haven't seen their reports to see if they reported fairly. Uh, and I wasn't necessarily prepared as usually as I am uh, to, to film or record the interviews. But uh, uh, rest assured from this point forward, I will. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, you know, this is priority. Got to do it. So it, it sucks. Uh, I lost 1500 bucks just in the RV rental. Because uh, I went through our Vezi, which is a, a RV rental website, and uh, booked through that. And of course, if you're booking through an online um, thing, they're pretty sticky when it comes to canceling. And you have to cancel within 24 hours, or you lose a certain amount of your because um, you have to you have to pay the whole amount up front. And so, you know, you, you pay the whole amount for 21 days and uh, that ends up being a fair chunk of change. So I only get half of it back. And if I would have waited two more days to cancel this, I would have lost it all. So, um, so that sucks too. But again, you know, commitment is commitment. And I, I just, I, the value in running in, in a political campaign is, is very high and it's a big platform. This would be a big platform in Saskatchewan because, of course, it's a by-election. It's the only one that's happening. It's not as part of a, you know, bigger provincial general election. Uh, so all the focus will be on this, and and it's a good mechanism to get, to get our narrative out, to get some of our positions, some of our arguments, into the mainstream, into the people's consciousness. It's incredibly important that we do that and we try to reach outside our echo chambers and into, into the mainstream So and, and expose some of our ideas and our, our messages and our information uh, to the masses. It's incredibly important. So good evening, Mary. 
Uh, I'm in Vauxhall. Was so looking forward to finally meet you and Laura Lynn. I am so bummed. I know, Mary. We all are. Joe Schmo um, is what it is. I, I I don't know what to tell you. But I, I just got off the phone with Laura Lynn, and she's considering of, of possibly continuing on. Um, obviously, she has some work to do to see if she can still hold this thing together. Um, so I encourage you. She has my 100% blessings if she wants to carry on with the tour and uh, and add a couple other speakers. By all means, she can do that, and she has my 100% blessing. Um, so she might go ahead and do that. So it, all things might not be off. So stay tuned um, if that's uh, if that's going to happen. Uh, evening, Mark, and everyone else. Hope you're doing well tonight and had a great weekend. Love you all so much and care about you all so much. Thanks, DZ. Appreciate that. Uh, do you think you have a chance? SAS parties held this before NDP, so it'll go to them. Uh, yeah, I do. Have, I do think we have a chance. Um, is it an uphill battle? Absolutely, it is. <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're a new party, we're a new entity, and uh, but they did pretty well in the previous election. And uh, here's the thing with the riding that we're in, and one of the reasons I agreed to run in this riding was, you know, they only had somewhere around 4,500 votes last election out of a possible 12,500 votes. Um, so there's a lot of people in that riding that didn't vote. They weren't inspired to vote last election for the SAS party or the NDP. So that tells me that there's there's an opportunity there to, to reach the people that didn't vote and exercise their democratic right. And I consider it to be a responsibility. So there is an opening there. And uh, obviously, we're hoping to exploit that opening and, and do a ton of door knocking, a ton of ads, uh, radio ads, um, town hall events to get our message out to, you know, just impress upon people that we offer opposition. This is what I told the media in the interviews today, is that we represent opposition. We had two parties in the legislature this last couple of years that were both promoting the idea of mandates and restrictions. There was no voice of reason in the legislature. There was no, you know, cold um, water being thrown on, on these, on these tyrants that imposed mandates and restrictions that decimated our economy, that decimated people's livelihoods and jobs and, and families and the division. And, and all. There was nobody in the legislature that was opposing any of it. There's nobody in the legislature right now that's standing up and opposing vehemently these mandatory jabs that are killing people. The stats are out. Nobody's hiding. In fact, I can speak freely because YouTube has changed its policy and now is allowing people to criticize the jabs because this, the data is out. It's, it's killing people. It's injuring people. And there's nobody in the legislature to date that has stood up and denounced mandatory vax or even, even criticized the jab itself. 
Nobody was there to criticize the mandates. Nobody was there to criticize the restrictions. And so it's incredibly important that we get someone in to the ledge that can offer that opposition. It's not, it's not going to be the Liberal Party of Saskatchewan. It's not going to be the NDP. It's not going to be the Progressive Conservative Party, their mainstream establishment, just like all the rest. So it's going to be me. It's going to be the Buffalo Party that has entrusted me to run in this extremely important by-election. So, and I, I take that responsibility very seriously. Um, there is a lot at stake in this. I'm, I'm fully committed to this campaign. I'm fully committed to, to winning this campaign and getting into the ledge to offer that voice of opposition, to, to offer an opportunity to speak for people that don't have a voice in the legislature. And I'm not just talking about Saskatoon Miwasan because yes, that is the case for that riding. And this by-election is for that riding. But just the simple fact you get an MLA into the ledge that speaks for everybody in Saskatchewan that feels they're not represented, that their voice has been stifled and censored and and uh, ignored. It, it's so important. I mean, Christy Freeland's running around and her Liberal Party and Justin Trudeau, they're all running around right now screaming blue murder because somebody, um, Elliot McDavid, went and saw and ran into Christy Freeland in... City Hall in Grand Prairie. And their hair's on fire because he let her have it. But here's the thing. When you stifle, when you censor, when you ignore and dismiss so many Canadians throughout this country, throughout this province, you're going to start having those things happen. It's inevitable. When you shut people down, when you don't have people representing a large number of folks in provincial legislatures or federal parliament, you're going to see people take their voice to the politicians. And that's exactly what Elliot McDavid did. He took his voice to Christian Freeland, and he has legitimate concerns. And he has a right to express himself, even in righteous anger, regardless if he swore or not, that's protected under the freedom of expression. He has that right. It wasn't a public place. And is it something that I would have done? Is it something, you know, probably not. But again, as I said in my two-minute drill, I don't know, maybe if... Maybe I would have reacted the same if I saw her face. Maybe that frustration and anger that we can't express on social media or in the public square or in the legislature or at parliament and nobody else is doing it for us. You know, maybe that would have bubbled to the surface. Maybe that anger and frustration would have come out if I saw her. Um, and, and this idea... 
like I've had people, and I've mentioned this in the previous two-minute drill. I've had people suggest to me, well, how would you like it if you're if somebody, if that guy screamed at your wife or your daughter or your mom? <laughs> Context, right? Context. My wife, my daughter, or my mom are responsible for anything that the liberals have done to this country. And so that's a ridiculous comparison. My wife, my daughter, my mother don't deserve to be talked to like that. They've done nothing to inspire that. But Christian Freeland has. Christian Freeland is destroying our country with her puppet buddy, Justin Trudeau, and the rest of the Liberal Party that sit on their hands and watch this destruction. And everything that's happened to us for the past two and a half years, this destruction of our rights, our freedoms, our way of life, is going to frustrate people and it's going to anger people. And he was well within his rights to express that anger and frustration to the politician who's responsible for it. But this is the reason why it's so important that we get people into legislatures, into city councils, into the parliament to represent so many of us across this country, throughout this province, in our cities. So there's a voice for those people, for those frustrations, for that anger of what's been done to so many of us. So I take this really seriously. I take this responsibility as a candidate in this by-election very seriously. It's extremely important that we get into the ledge. And when I say we, I mean freedom fighters. I mean patriots. I mean people that have been ignored and dismissed and ridiculed by mainstream media, by establishment politicians. Did you see the response to Christian Freeland? None of them are talking like I'm talking. They're all running and hiding. They're all running for cover. Pierre Polivare, all he could do was talk about himself and what he and his wife have faced. And, and I can imagine, because I've faced it too. We all have. When you stick your head above the foxhole to be chopped off, they're going to try to chop it off. That's just the arena we're in. I expect it. I expect it. It doesn't mean I'm going to internalize it because I won't. It's water off a duck's back. I recognize where I'm at. I recognize that I'm exposed to this. And I can guarantee you that the stuff that's been sent to me, especially while I was in a coma, is far worse than what Christian Freeland was just exposed to in the City Hall of Grand Prairie. <laughs> I guaranteed. Like, I can't even repeat some of the things that were said 
and and emailed and messaged to me and and my wife and 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 even other people associated with me. I can't even repeat them. So it is what it is. But what's interesting is all of those people that say these things and send these messages have representation in parliament. They have representation in the ledge. They have representation at city halls. The only people that don't have representation are freedom fighters and patriots and people that are against mandates and against restrictions and against the trampling of our freedoms. So it's imperative. It, it's in, enormously important that we can get people of that represent Sorry guys, I just got to deal with my dogs here. Something's going on. So, uh, you know, and that's why I'm so committed because it's 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 incredibly important and I think in Saskatchewan, another reason why I committed to this is because it is Saskatchewan and the people of Saskatchewan have inspired me, have motiva motivated me to do this because it's the people of Saskatchewan that sent the strong message to Scott Moe uh, back in February. Hang on. that back in February sent a very strong message to Scott Moe, and Scott Moe's, most of his support is rural. Most of his support are farmers and ranchers and small towns and, and uh, smaller cities. And they sent a pretty strong message to Scott Moe and the SAS party. They had 10% of their donations. And this is when the convoy was heading to Ottawa. Everyone thought it was a convoy that pressured Scott Moe to lift the mandates and the restrictions, but it, it, it was part of it. But the, the lion's share of it was the fact that his support was was in the toilet. Uh, and and that's gleaned from, from the lack of donations that they had. So, so that really inspired me. The people of Saskatchewan inspired me. And, of course, I've been working my butt off traveling throughout the province me and rb ham did a tour through the province through the height of the pandemic um informing people as to why this is going on why it's happening and you know so and it, it worked and it helped and it the, the message spread like wildfire and and so people are informed to the point where scott mo went to calvington the other day to a town hall meeting and the people of Kelvington asked the question, what's your position on the sustainable development agenda? And his answer was the same as everybody else's. I don't know. I've never read it. Just the same boxed answer as Pierre Polivar gave. Difference is, is the people of Kelvington actually held Scott Moe's feet to the fire and demanded an answer and didn't accept that answer. And it got a little bit heated. And that, that makes me happy because that means people are getting it. They're asking the right questions. So it was really the people of Saskatchewan that that have really inspired me. And I've been, you know, I went on the tour with Laura Lynn through Saskatchewan and we had two, three, four hundred people at places. Scott Moe had 50 in his town hall tour. 
we had three to four hundred in each one of the places we went to. Uh, some places were two, smaller places, of course, but but uh, I mean, packed houses everywhere we went, and that really inspired me, and that made me really proud to be from this province because I and I've said it before, and I mean it. This province can really lead this country out of the mess we're in because of its demographics, because of what we represent. Everyone considers Alberta the home of conservatism. I don't think that's necessarily true. They have Edmonton and they have Calgary to deal with, which is the lion's share of the, that province's population. So urban and and urban centers... Uh, generally slide left because so many people within these cities are dependent on government or government workers or maybe on welfare or social assistance or dependent on government in one form or another. And so they tend to vote and to the left, which is crazy because the left doesn't take care of people. The left only wants power and they only want control. And the further left you go, the more you get to authoritarianism and totalitarianism. And so uh, the more right you go, the more freedom you want, the smaller government you want, uh, to the point of anarchy. And and so uh, this idea that uh, the left is the left political parties or some are going to save people or take it, the, it completely false. All they want is control of you. They want you dependent on them so they can control you. And so that's what we see in the cities, whereas Saskatchewan is still above 50% rural to urban. And so we still have this ability. And so that's why, that's why I chose to run in this. That's why I'm so committed to this, because the people of Saskatchewan have showed me that they need a voice in the legislature. So obviously a lot of people throughout this province are counting on the people of Saskatoon, Miwasin, all of those non-voters last election that weren't inspired to vote for the NDP or the SAS party to vote for me, who's going to actually represent the interests of so many people throughout this province. And of course, including Saskatoon, me, Washington. So Edmonton population is larger than all of Saskatchewan. Well, exactly, exactly. Right. I mean, there's, there's two rural centers in Saskatchewan, that's Saskatoon and Regina. The rest of them are still have this rural feel, this rural attitude, and these rural values, the values of self-reliance, self-determination, independence, and community. And that anything that comes their way, they as a community can handle it. They don't need the government thumb on everyone. They don't want the government in their business, in their food, in their whatever, in their farm, in their rent. They, they don't, they want less government. They want them out of their hair, which is what the Sask party used to stand for, but they don't anymore. This isn't Brad Wall's Sask party anymore. Brad Wall, when they first started and he first became premier was probably one of the best premiers this province ever had if not the best. And because he left people alone, because he was true to the values of Saskatchewan. 
And, and I applaud Brad Wall. And that's when I was a card carrying member of the SAS party and, and, and promote. In fact, I helped Erica Lawson in his election here in Saskatoon, uh, when he was elected, a friend of mine that he went to high school with. And so, uh, I was a big, I was a big fan. I was a big supporter of the SAS party. I was a member. I donated, um, but it's not Brad Wall's party anymore. That's for sure. Brad Wall got out. And I'm convinced Brad Wall knew exactly what was coming. And he got out when the getting was good. And he left a legacy uh, that didn't tarnish his reputation um, and got out before all this nonsense started. And so um, they're not the party uh, they used to be. They're not Brad Wall's Sask party anymore. And they're much different. And the reason they're different, the reason they've changed, is because of the sustainable development agenda, Agenda 2030, the SDG, Sustainable Development Goals, that our federal governments successively since 92 have committed our country to and gets the rest of our provinces sucked into it. And this is where we need courage. This is where we need to elect courage. We need somebody to represent our best interests in this province, not the interests of Ottawa, not the interests of some unelected, unaccountable foreign entity that's creating cookie-cutter policies for the rest of the world. No, we need a provincial government. We need a premier that's going to stand for the rights and freedoms of people in Saskatchewan that are going to stand for the prosperity of our province and that will stand for our best interests. That's what we need. We need somebody with courage to tell Ottawa to beat it if it doesn't sound like it's in our best interests. These policies are flooding into our provinces because our premiers and our governments are allowing them to. And so we need someone in there that has courage. And I, you're not going to find it in the establishment. They're already done. They're finished. They've committed to all of this. They've been compromised, bribed, coerced, extorted, whatever it is, to not represent our province's best interest. And it has to start somewhere. So why not in the by-election in Saskatoon? and electing somebody that actually understands what's happening and doesn't isn't afraid of telling the people what's happening. There isn't a politician today in Saskatchewan or in the country, provincially, federally, MLAs, MPs, that have brought together a town hall event for their constituents to inform them of what the consequences are to the globalist agenda, to Agenda 2030, Sustainable Development Agenda. The only thing Scott Moe can say is, I don't know, I haven't read it, because that's what his boss, Pierre Polivare, who's going to be his boss, is, is what he said. All they can do is say that publicly. The reason they say it publicly is because it was the conservatives that signed on to this and committed us to this. They're responsible for it. So they have to say that. 
They can't be held responsible, which they should be, which I'm trying to expose and which I'm trying to teach people they're responsible for. I just watched Pierre Polivar in a town hall somewhere. I don't know where it was. Uh, he talked about denouncing the World Economic Forum, a huge response from the crowd. And then he went and milked it again and said, should we do it again? And then he did it again and said he'll denounce and he'll fire anybody that, that does it. And just an, another incredible response from the crowd. And it drives me insane because none of those people understand what the conservative party is responsible for. They're responsible for committing us to that globalist agenda, an agenda created by unelected, unaccountable foreign actors that want nothing more than to destroy Western civilization and everything it represents. So we need somebody provincially in this province of Saskatchewan to represent the best interest of the people of this province with courage and conviction and be able to tell the people the truth. And when it comes to telling people the truth, there's nothing I would like more than to host a town hall every three months. If I get elected, I will, and I pledge to you, I'll hold a town hall every three months, every quarter, in the riding, answering questions of my constituents. I guarantee you that. And I'll, I'll even take it further, and I'll educate you, and I'll inform you as to what's really happening. I'll tell you the truth. It may not be what you want to hear, but it's going to be the truth. And I'll pledge that to you. There's nothing I would like more. There's no opportunity I would love more than to be sitting as an MLA in that legislature and reporting back to the people I'm responsible for and reporting to them the truth, what's actually happening. Because that hasn't happened for decades. There isn't one politician, as I said before, MLAs or MPs or city councils for that matter, that have held a town hall informing you of what the agenda is and what the consequences of it are. Not one. Not one. I want to be that one. I want to be that guy. I want to be able to report to you the truth. I want to tell you everything that's going on. And I want to be able to represent your best interest at the ledge. And I want to flip some tables in that place. And I want to light some people's hair on fire. Because it's way past time that that happens. Way past time. It hasn't happened for decades. And a lot of that is our responsibility. We've abdicated our responsibility for decades. In holding our politicians accountable. We've been walking through life ignoring politics ignoring our politicians, thinking they had our best interest at heart, generally speaking. And they haven't. And they absolutely haven't. And they haven't taken their responsibility seriously because we haven't made them. We haven't held them accountable. I, I'll tell you right now, I will be the most accountable politician you've ever seen. I'll report it every opportunity I get. I'll still do these things. I'll still live stream all the time. And I'll tell you exactly what's going on. Not just the people of Saskatoon, Austin, but the people throughout the province. I'll do this all the time. I'll answer your questions. I'll do Q&As. 
to tell you what I'm observing in the ledge, to tell you what what's happening and why it's happening. I have no problem with that. Just imagine what that would do to that place. Just imagine. They haven't seen that in decades, if ever. And I'll pledge that to you. I'll do it regular. I'll do it all the time on this. I'll do my live streams all the time and tell you what's going on. Obviously, within reason. I mean, I'm not going to um, expose state secrets to the enemy. But obviously, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you what's going on. I'm going to tell you why it's going on with courage and conviction. I I, I can't tell you how much I would love that. Um, and just me talking like this puts the fear of God into these people. I'm telling you, it does. It puts the fear of God into them. Um, because they've never been held accountable. They haven't. They don't know what that is. Not to the point that, I mean, the media is bought off. The media doesn't do it. The media is paid to keep these people in power. John Gormley does his daily show. A lot of his responsibility is keeping the SAS power afloat, is promoting the SAS party. That's his job. The mainstream media is the only reason they survive is because they're given $600 million annually by the federal government. You don't think they're going to continue to, to parrot what the government wants them to parrot, to keep them in power, to keep those media companies in business? I mean, even with that, Global has is, is lost 70% of their value. If it wasn't for government keeping them afloat, they're, they're finished. And all of you journalists that have sold your integrity and done what you're told by your editors are going to lose your jobs because people are waking up to what's going on. People are starting to understand that the media is lying to them. They're lying to them because all they are is propaganda machines. That's the only reason they exist. And the taxpayers are paying them to lie to us. So me talking like this puts the fear of God into all of them. Because if you want the truth, I'll have my own platform to do it. As I've been building for years. And I'll continue to share the truth. Because that's what this is all. We have to be able to tell the truth. We have to be able to criticize. We have to be able to effectively oppose the establishment. We have to be able to come to the table with evidence of wrongdoing. We can't just sit back and claim things. We actually have to get into the mud and, and, and pull it out. And show everybody. We have to show the normies. We have to show the people that have no idea. Because it's buried by the media and it's buried by the politicians. We have to show them. We have to get in it. We have to pull it out. And show everybody and expose to everyone what's happening. And that scares the hell out of them. I'm telling you, they don't want that happening. 
Because the fact is this, and they're still doing it. They're still laying tracks. Phil Tank just the other day wrote an article on me trying to set the narrative that I'm a conspiracy theorist and it's going to backfire on the on the Buffalo Party. No, it won't, because I have the facts. Nothing I say in regards to the globalist agenda is theory. None of it. Zero. It's all fact. It's what they have given us to read. And Phil Tank knows this. He knows it's not theory. But it doesn't matter because Phil Tank's job is to set a narrative based on perception. It has nothing to do with reality, nothing to do with the truth. Because if Phil Tank was going to tell the truth, then Phil Tank would do a report, an investigative journalist's job, and tell the people what this sustainable development agenda really means, what the consequences to it really are, and what the 17 goals represent, and how they want to control all aspects of your life. It's not theory. It's 100% true and factual. This is what they want to do. And I want to expose it. And I want the biggest platform to do it. And I'm going to start with this by-election. I'm going to start by winning this by-election. I'm going to start by getting that position as an MLA in Saskatchewan. And I'm going to expose it at a provincial level. And then who knows after that where we'll go? Who knows what we'll do after that? But this province is the most awake province in the country per capita. And this province is going to lead this country out of the mess we're in. Because the people want that to happen. The people want the truth. And they're going to get it. So what I want is that you guys to support me. I need you guys to support me. And, and I've been on the phone all day long with people over, throughout the province rallying them to support my campaign. And yes, it's going to take money. I can't support this myself. I can't fund my campaign on my own. I can't do it. I need your support. I need your support, your moral support. I need your online support. I need your financial support. And anybody in Canada can contribute to my campaign. If you're not a Saskatchewan resident, you won't receive a tax receipt. But I know a lot of people will still donate because they understand what's at stake. So you can donate, doesn't matter where you are in the country. Up to twelve hundred and seventy-five bucks on an individual basis, um, and you can do it by going to Buffalo Party, www.buffalopartybpsk.ca, and donate to the party. It'll be earmarked for my campaign, and uh, and we can and we can run an effective campaign. Um, I need I need lawn signs. Uh, and it's not a terribly big riding, um, but I need lawn signs and lots of them, and they're not cheap. Um, I think that when I ran for the PPC, I I dropped twenty five hundred bucks uh, just initially, and then another thousand I think uh, after uh, just on lawn signs. 
and we want to do some radio ads and we want to host some town hall events and some billboards. And so it all costs money. It, it all, you know, it takes money. It takes funding. It takes um, an enormous amount of support. But how serious are we? How serious are we to, to get at the root of this, to get into the mud, send somebody to the legislature in this province to flip some tables, to start reporting the truth, to start using that platform to get to the masses so they understand what's happening. It has to be this way. It, we have to go about it this way. We keep spinning our tires, waiting for somebody to ride in on a white horse. It's not going to happen. We have to come together. We have to support people that are willing to run like Archer Pulowski in, in Alberta. He's running for the leadership of the Independence Party of Alberta. Awesome. I love it. We need to support him. We need to give him that support because he's a man of integrity. He's a man of truth. He's a man of God. And that's the kind of people we need that are responsible to the people that put them there. So, um, yeah, I mean, just when I'm done this live, I, I need you guys to share this video. I just, I need you to support my campaign by sharing this video uh, to, to your whole circles, to, you know, and, and all of the freedom movements just in this province. We need you to unite. We need you to come together. We need you to support this campaign. And there is no other alternative party or entity that's going to take part in this by-election. The True North Saskatchewan Party isn't registered as a party. Uh, Saskatchewan United has indicated they're not going to run a, camp, a, a candidate in this, in this by-election. We've actually been speaking to both groups. And it looks like they're both going to support my campaign. Again, some things need to be discussed, but it, it's looking like that. And, and I'm hopeful that we can unite in 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 this in this election, this by-election, because it's that important. Just getting me into the legislature as a as an alternative to the establishment opens the door for say Sask United. It opens the door for them. What a wake-up call that would be to the people of Saskatchewan. Whoa, the Buffalo Party elected somebody into the legislature, and it's Mark Friesen. Wow. Just imagine the ripple effect of that. I, I can tell you if that happens, you're going to elect Buffalo Party members in other ridings throughout this province, especially in rural Saskatchewan. It's going to happen. So, I mean, what an opportunity, what a moment we have. And, and, and again, it's not just about the people in Saskatchewan. Myself and, and people like Archer Pulowski and, and others, we're the tip of the spear politically. We, this is our opportunity to get in, get our foot in the door and bust that door wide open so we can finally have and be represented and finally have our voice in the government. It's just, it's so incredibly important. It's just, I mean, what an opportunity we have. 
And, and that's why I accepted that. And that's why uh, when the Buffalo party asked me to run, I was like, yeah, 100%, of course I'm going to do that. I took a few days to decide. I couldn't come up with a reason why not. Why wouldn't I accept it? Why wouldn't I commit to that? Just the platform in and of itself and the ability for me to express on behalf of so many people how wrong it is to mandate vaccines, how wrong it is to mandate masking. I got to say that in an interview today, in two interviews today. And I don't know how they reported it, I unfortunately, as I said, wasn't prepared. I didn't, I usually record these things, but I, I didn't have my cameras with me. I didn't have what I needed with me. Um, but rest assured, that'll be the case moving forward. But everything happened today because Scott Moe announced it this morning. And so it just, it is what it is. So hopefully they reported a lot of what I said, but, but that's what we need. We need to get that message to the people who are stuck in their bubbles. We need to educate them. We need to force the narrative. We need to bust through. And, and this is the only way I know how to do it. So, uh, no, I'm not. Isaac Newton asked if, I was vac- if I'm vaccinated uh, over on Twitter or on Twitch. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, I, I mean... I don't owe anybody an explanation, but because I'm a public figure, I'll, I'll tell you why I didn't. Because I don't believe in it. I don't trust an experimental mRNA um, genetic therapy. I, I, I don't trust it. I haven't trusted it from day one. Uh, it was pushed through way too fast without proper testing, without, you know, and even the tests that were done on animals were a, a big failure. So I'm not a big fan. I'm just, I chose not to do that. And uh, that's just the way it is. And people need to be respected when they make these private decisions. And they are private. It's none of anyone's business. I'm a business owner. And I cannot imagine demanding from my employees their medical information. It's none of my business. I, I would never ask any of them to divulge their personal health situation. It's not none of my business. It's absolutely none of my business. I don't want to know. I shouldn't be able to know. There's a privacy act that covers all of that, that protects people's privacy and their medical information. This idea that corporations have the right to know what my medical business is, that some airline needs to know what if I'm jabbed or not. It's none of their damn business. It's none of anyone's business. And it's damn time somebody is elected to help defend the rights of people and their privacy and their medical privacy. It's amazing to me that we've accepted this. Privacy used to mean something. Privacy used to mean something to people. And it needs to be protected. It's amazing to me that we're, that we're even in this place. That somebody can ask me if I'm jabbed. None of your business. If somebody anywhere in the public 
anywhere I go, whether it's a airport or a ferry or wherever, if they ask me that, I would say you're out of your mind. That's none of your business. Beat it. It's none of your business. And if you don't let me in, if you don't let me on, and I've never tested this, I've never even done it, I'll take you to court. I'll sue your ass off. Because there's there's laws that protect us in that sense. And our politicians need to start standing up. Our politicians need to start protecting people and defending people and speaking about these things. But you won't find it in establishment politicians because they're too scared. They're useless, completely useless to anyone. All they do is fulfill what the party tells them to fulfill. That's it. They don't represent you. They don't represent their constituents. They represent their party. That's what they do. The establishment only does that. You don't see anyone stepping out of line. Well, I shouldn't say you don't see anyone. You see Nadine Wilson stepped out of line. You actually saw, uh, what's her name, um, out in Yorkton. Uh, oh, what's her name? <laughs> I can't remember. Federal federal MP who has openly said she's not getting the jab. And, and good for her. Wagenthal. Wagenthal. That's it. Uh, and good for her. Good for her. Uh, when somebody asks me, I turn around and ask them if they prefer anal or oral. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, right? Uh, the government started saying that it was voluntary, and then they said you couldn't enter anywhere without that. Yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, 18 dead doctors just in Ontario says the jab is effing risky. Well, it's, it's, it's more than risky. Um yeah, Zedmo says I'm more afraid of the jab than COVID. Of course. Absolutely. And 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 we're talking to somebody. And of course, you know, the commies love to bring this up every second of every day that, you know, I ended up on a ventilator because I didn't get vaccinated. No, it's not why I ended up on a ventilator. I ended up on a ventilator because my health care system in Saskatchewan is broken. Because somehow they forgot how to treat pneumonia. And it took them moving me and flying me to Ontario against the doctor's judgment, against what was in the interest of my health, and stuck me on a plane at 30,000 feet in the air with clogged lungs. And somehow they thought that was a good idea. But it took that, which I obviously survived, to get to Toronto where the, the lung specialist decided to put me on uh, antibiotics because my pneumonia is bacterial, not viral, bacterial. And there's some very strong antibiotics, but that was the beginning of my treatment. Until then, I guess the doctors in Saskatchewan uh, didn't know how to treat pneumonia after 150 years of treating pneumonia. I guess they forgot. And so everyone likes to remind me of that, but at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with me not getting a vax. It had to do with no early treatment protocols were ever accepted in this province. And even regular, normal pneumonia treatments were ignored and dismissed. And that's why I got as sick as I did. Uh, it is what it is. That's the fact. So... What are you going to do? Mark, check out the CBC article written on the by-election. 
They led. They lied or they led. I haven't. I haven't seen it. Let me check it out. Uh, oh, maybe I did see it. Uh, I think I might have seen it. Uh, CBC by-election call for September. Oh, so I haven't read this one yet. Uh, this is in regards to the election call. Is that the one you're talking about? Uh, they lied. Yeah. Is that the one you're talking about? The one that's talking about the Scott Moe announcing it? Or about my sickness? Yeah. Well, let's just have a look here. Uh, candidates. Uh, I imagine they probably get into it here. So let's just, let's go through it together. <laughs> See, this is, this is, this is part of the enjoyment uh, for me in all of this is these people that write these things. Anyways, let's go through this and see what they have to say. Vote triggered by resignation of former NDP leader Ryan Miley. True. Voters in Saskatoon and Washington will head to the ballot box on September 26th to choose their new MLA. Then a handful of candidates have declared intentions to run. Premier Scott Moe announced the date for the vote in a news release on the on the government of Saskatchewan website Monday morning. It's important that Miwasan residents are represented in the assembly in the new fall session of the legislature that starts in October. Yes, it is very important. Our government will be running on a record of strong economy, key investments in Saskatoon, and our recent announcement of balancing the budget, paying down the debt, and providing affordability relief for everyone in Saskatchewan. Well, how? what is that affordability relief? Is that in the form of a $500 check that you're sending to everybody that'll be spent at Costco or at the grocery store because people can't afford their groceries because the cost of living has gone through the roof, interest rates have going up, inflation is insane? Is that is that going to help, that 500, one-time $500 check that's worth, I don't know, almost, almost half a billion dollars? Do you think that's the answer, Scott Moe? Or maybe you want to make life a little bit easier to afford in this province. Maybe you want to reduce taxes. Maybe you want to reduce provincial sales tax. Maybe you want to re reduce uh, cost of living. Maybe you want to tell Ottawa to beat it when they, when they pound on your door to commit the sustainable development agenda, which is the root cause of all of this, all of it. Maybe you want to do that. Maybe that's an option. Anyway, sorry, I'm ranting. At a news conference on Monday, Mo was asked about the timing of the by-election call, which came one week after he announced adults in the province would receive $500 check. Exactly. We were anxious to communicate to Saskatchewan people the measures that we had put in place, not only on affordability, but also debt reduction, and happens every year. Quarter one happens at the end of August, Mo said. What doesn't happen every year is the leader of the opposition quit his job as the MLA for this constituency. We feel it's important to have an MLA for the folks of Miwasan in the Legislative Assembly when it reconvenes later this fall. The government had six months from the resignation to hold the vote. On Monday, opposition leader Carla Beck questioned the timing of the call. Beck said the government sat on surging revenue from renewable resources instead of providing relief sooner. This is all, 
there's a lot of cynicism out there about the timing of these checks. I think people see right through it. Of course they do. There's no doubt that people need some support to address affordability crisis. People are struggling and people have been struggling for months. $500 check isn't going to cut it. Sorry, Scott Moe. That does nothing. It's ridiculous. Uh, so I can actually agree with the NDP Carla Beck on this one. So there you go. Miley won the seat in the by-election in 2017 and again in 2020 provincial election. Previous to that, the SAS party, Roger Perrant, held the seat from 2011 to 16. From 91 to 2011, the NDP represented the constituency. Candidates. Four parties selected candidates in the weeks before the by-election was called. NDP selected Nathaniel Teed on August 3rd. Teed, a Saskatoon small business owner, has not run for the party before. Kim Groff won the Saskatchewan party nomination one night later. Groff, a business owner in Saskatoon, lost to the NDP's Betty Nippy Albright in the 2020 provincial election in Saskatoon Centre. Saskatchewan Liberal leader Jeff Walters joined the race on August 9th. Walters is an instructor at the University of Regina in the Department of Sociology and Justice Studies. On August 14th, the Buffalo Party announced Mark Friesen would be its candidate in the by-election. Friesen twice ran for the People's Party of Canada in federal elections, finishing fifth in Saskatoon Grasswood in 2019 and fourth in 2021, 4.6% of the vote. During the pandemic, Friesen became a vocal opponent of health measures and vaccinations. He later, I still am. He later became one of the COVID patients airlifted to Ontario when Saskatchewan hospitals were over capacity. Yeah. Let's uh, see what the comments say. Uh, I can't wait to get $500 taxpayer dollars to vote for the NDP. <laughs> Nadine Ness. Uh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm going to have to ask her what she meant by that. Uh, I can't wait to get $500, 500 taxpayer dollars to vote for the NDP. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to ask her about it. anyone friends with Nadine S can ask her, give her a call, find out what she's talking about. Yeah, Laura. Lori F, absolutely, Mark. Getting antibiotics these days is like pulling teeth, yeah. Silver stack, yeah, COVID denier, right. Uh, your government loves you, come on. Yes, they do love me, silver stacker. Um, try to get over 5% this time. Yeah, I'm going to get well over 5%. Just watch. Uh, but I'm curious. I'm curious about this. Where did it go? Oh, yeah. Nadine Ness. Is that the same Nadine Ness? It sounds very odd that she would say this. I'm going to have to ask her about that. Uh, even though this is my constituent, I don't think I'll vote SAS party, but thanks for the 500 just the same. So there have been a number of people on Twitter that said when they get the $500, they are going to support my campaign, which is a little ironic and, and fun to say, you know, that... Uh, Scott Moe's Saskatchewan party is going to help support my campaign to oust them. Uh, so that's fun. Hopefully that uh, that comes true. Uh, let's see. Will Moe be running on his record of racking up higher? Never be before seen in the history of the province's 35-plus billion-dollar provincial debt. Yeah, exactly. Uh, nice little... SAS party win here will really speak for the constituents this time around. 
the entire provincial NDP party is worse off because of Miley. Yeah, and that's a fair statement, too. They are worse off because of Miley, 100%. Uh, here's one. Friesen became a vocal opponent of health measures and vaccinations and then spent their tax money being airlifted to Ontario. Sounds about right. Actually, Patrick Lapierre, uh, no, that's incorrect. As I said earlier, that decision was made by, not by doctors, not in the best interest of my health. That decision, as relayed to my wife by the doctor, that the decision had nothing to do with my health that the decision was purely political. Uh, that's a fact. So it wasn't my decision to fly me to Ontario. If it would have been my decision or my wife's decision, I would have stayed exactly where I was because I was in no condition to fly anywhere. They tried to kill me, and it didn't work. So that's the truth, whether you like it or not. Uh, no one could say it better than journalist Phil Tank. Oh, yeah, here we go. Gail Smith. The governing party is hoping for votes. Forget that this government shrugged during the spring when other provinces acted to provide relief for inflation. Waiting to help cash-strike families until it helps you politically is as cynical as it gets. Well, I actually agree with that, Gail. 100%. 100%. It's, it's incredibly cynical. Anyways, enough of that. Um, was that the article you were talking about, or was it the other one? Yes, donate the 500 to my campaign. That's the best thing that any of you can do. <laughs> I mean, I get it. You know, people are struggling, and if you need it, you need it. And you'll spend it the way you need to spend it. Uh, you'll decide what's up, what's best for you. But if you're in a position and you want to donate to my campaign, I can't think of a better way to do it than take that $500 you get from O and shove it to my campaign. Uh, that would be beautifully ironic yeah okay that was the article okay yeah uh they did write another one i'm just gonna have a quick look here you guys to see if global regina by election had anything to say in regards to the interview oh there we go let's have a look at this here all right, Regina by-election. No, not Regina. Hang on. Let me just fix that. All right, let's see what they say here over at Global. This is the – they interviewed me earlier today, so um, I don't know if they're going to – have video by election to replace former Saskatchewan NDP leader Ryan Miley will officially be held September 26th. Uh, it's important that Mewasson residents are represented in the assembly. Blah blah blah. Uh, blah blah blah. We've already read that in the other one. The seat has been vacant since the end of June when Miley resigned. Kim Groff will be running the SAS party. Uh, Buffalo party names Mark Friesen as SAS team Mewasson by election. Um, SAS government cancels grace. Yeah, okay. So I don't know. Maybe it's in here. Nope, doesn't look like it. I thought there was a video there. 
Guess not. Um, da, 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 da. um, all right, we can go through this a little bit. Uh, Mark Friesen announced he'll be running for, he'll be running in the Saskatoon Washington by election as a Buffalo Party's candidate. Friesen ran in two previous federal elections for the People's Party, and he's running in the provincial election to see some change. Our provincial legislature is full of establishment politicians who have become way too cozy and comfortable. And have failed to defend and protect the values of the people of Saskatchewan. We desperately need change and leaders with the courage to stand up to Ottawa and the globalist policies, which will hurt people in this province. We built this province on fundamental values, Christian values of freedom, liberty, justice, equality under the law and truth. It's way past time that we start defending and protecting those values. Friesen's retired corrections officer is now a small business owner as well as the founder of the CEO for the former Canadian Sovereignty, what Friesen calls a non-governmental organization opposing the globalist agenda. It's not only what I call it, it's what it is. The Saskatoon resident is married and has three grown children. Um, details on the by-election, Ryan Miley resigns, blah, blah, blah. So I don't see the video. It was supposed to be a video. Um, I'm just going to see if there's anything else. No. CA movies. Why would voters in the mask and had a ballot box? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess not. If anyone knows or has seen any of the interview I did today on Global Regina, uh, let me know. Send me the link if you would. That'd be great. Uh, it, maybe it's out there somewhere. I don't know. Uh, you were lucky as well. Yes, I was lucky. Um, Gary Reed, intolerable. Yes, mine either. I didn't finish. I was flying, but the COVID got put in place after. Yes, and it was me, Gary. That was the article. Okay. Um, so anyways, that's, that's all I wanted to talk about tonight. Um, it's important. It's incredibly important. So if you guys, uh, are in a position that you can donate to my campaign, um, regardless if you live in Saskatchewan or not, um, head over to the Buffalo party, www.buffalopartybpsk.ca. You can donate through the party until we get an account set up and my business manager uh, agent has all that taken care of um, in the next little while. Of course, as I said, this was sprung on us. Um, we weren't expecting it, so we're we're starting a little bit on our heels, but um, we'll get into gear here shortly. And donations will help us do that, and, and we need lots of them. So... I want to run an effective campaign. I want to get in there. I want to shake things up. I want to, I want to shake the foundations of our political system, and uh, we have to. It's it's essential. So uh, any and all support is enormously appreciated. And uh, so, anyways, I just want to cover that and uh, talk about uh, the upcoming campaign and and inform obviously people that that our original tour was postponed. Uh, till a later date. Uh, but Laura Lynn might continue on with that tour. So stay tuned to that. Maybe she will. 
that'd be good. Uh, other than that, that's going to be a wrap for tonight. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, um, we got this. If we come together and we unite and we support people like myself who are taking a run at this and people like Archer Pulowski, um, you know, um, it's important. It's important that we do this. So thanks for any and all support. Great to see all you guys. Thanks for sharing this out. If you're new, make sure you hit that subscribe button and uh, and uh, the likes. Hit, smash those likes and uh, share it out. All right, guys. And remember, globalism, bad. Nationalism, good. All right. Ciao for now. Have a good night.